Hi, everybody. It's Kim Hughes, and today we're going to talk about all things to do with listing property. This means we're going to talk about pre-listings and then your listings. So stick around. I think you'll walk away with some great tips. Welcome to the Unstoppable Real Estate Agents Podcast. I'm your host and real estate productivity expert, Kim Hughes. Join me as we focus on real strategies and implement real solutions designed for you to achieve major success in your business and life while getting you organized. Okay, so when we are at the end of the year, which is where we are now, one of the things that we really want to do is make sure that we finish the year very strong. Last week's podcast, we talked about this. Um, I gave you some great tips on it. If you haven't listened to it, I highly recommend you go back and then come back to this one. Because what I want you to do is really sit down and look at your pre-listing checklist and your listing checklist. These are two different things. A lot of agents don't separate them, but I think it's very important that you do so that your seller will understand the process. So when you are, let's just say an agent, I mean, um, a, a seller calls you and schedules a listing appointment with you. So the first thing that you want to do is when you arrive, or maybe even before you arrive, is you share with them your pre-listing package and your listing presentation. Or maybe you just give them the pre-listing information and then go in with the listing presentation because you're already ahead of the game. And what I mean by that is your competition, meaning other agents that may be scheduled to come in and talk to the seller, you're giving them information to prepare them for the appointment. This is so critical in standing out above everybody else. So what I would like for you to do is maybe maybe we don't even call it a pre-listing. Maybe we call it an introduction, an, an, an introductory package. But again, I'm going to call it a pre-listing because I want to send the information to the seller so that they can look at it and they can answer the questions that I'm going to uh, give them. And then when I walk into that appointment, they're going to hand that to me. So now we have saved probably 30 minutes to an hour by not having to ask those questions, but you can sit down and start going through those questions and and discussing it with them. Maybe you have questions. Maybe they didn't understand, you know, whatever that may be, but you're going into that appointment prepared, okay? It would be even better if they could, if you could send the pre-listing package to them prior to the appointment, they fill it out and they send it back to you so that you can even be more prepared when you walk into that listing presentation. But let's just say, you know, for now, because we know how people are and that people get busy and they don't make that a priority, but send them the pre-listing package. And let's say you have a couple of days before the appointment, follow up. Did you get my pre-listing package? Have you had a chance to look at it? I really would like for you to look at that before I get there because it's going to give you a lot of information so that we can really, you know, dive in into what we need to do to help you achieve your real estate goals with this property. So when you do that, you're showing their professionalism, you know what you're doing, you're confident, etc. 
So now you have sent them this information. You've walked into the listing appointment and you have this stellar listing presentation. Now that presentation, if you have not updated your listing presentation, I would say within the last year, it's time to do so. We are in a totally different market than we were. And we need to really educate our sellers on what's going on in today's market, not the market that we had two years ago or last year. So they need to have a very clear understanding during your appointment. And don't be afraid to be realistic. You know, I've had agents tell me, oh, if I say that, they probably won't list their house with me. Well, guess what? If they don't list it with you and another realtor comes in and says, oh yeah, that's not a problem, and they go with them, they're going to be unhappy because that agent is not going to be able to achieve what they said, right? So then it's now a big problem. They're now going to be an expired listing or a terminated listing or whatever because the the agent wasn't honest or upfront or put their needs or their, you know, everything before the agent. And so when you do this and you go in and you know that, you know, okay, well, that seller's home is really only going to be worth 400000 but they want to put it on the market for six. What are you going to tell them? So you need to be prepared to um to go over those market stats, those um, you know, uh the um oh I've lost the word. The um comps is the word I'm looking for. The comps in the neighborhood to sh- to prove what you're doing. You know, we don't want um an a, a client to come in and say, Well, I want to sell it for six hundred and I'm stuck on that number. You need to be able to say, Well, you know what? I'm not your agent. I'm not the person for you. And you have to have that confidence to be able to walk away from that because that could hurt you and more than it can help you. If you say, well, you know, you're only going to get 450, but I'll list it for six, but we're probably going to have to reduce it. You know, you don't want to be that agent. You want to be that top-notch agent that says, this is what I think your house will sell for. This is what I think we should list it for. And people should be able to look at you and look at your past experience and say, you know what? He's right. They're right. They, they know what they're doing. They've got the proof. The proof is in the pudding. So when you go in with this listing presentation with all your data, all the market stats, and all the other things that you need to show this client that you are the agent, they're going to walk away and go, wow, you know, that was great. That was a great listing presentation. This agent knew what he was doing. They knew um, the information that I needed to ask. They knew the market stats. They knew what the comps were. They knew what's going on in the market. And they even have a prediction of what's going to go, go, uh, what's going to happen in the future you know, like three months from now, six months from now. Because sometimes when you go into a listing appointment and that's, that seller is wanting to sell for whatever reason, let's say that um, they're selling their mother and their parents' home because the parents have passed away. They need to sell it if it's a financial thing. But if they don't need to sell it, maybe this is not the right time to sell. And you can guide them through that. You know, I know a lot of people are going to come at me for this, but I know this works because I have had my agents, um, I'm not going to say all my agents, but I've had a couple of clients that we have helped, and this has been one of the areas that 
they struggled in. They were intimidated. They were not sure of themselves. And they would do whatever the seller asked just to get the listing. Well, you're not that agent. You know, you need to be a little bit above that because when you have that proven record, they're going to listen to you. So kind of got off track. But what I want you to really kind of focus on is how you present this information. So when you go into that listing appointment, they're going to give you that list, that pre-listing package back. And that's going to give you all the information that you need, or at least it's going to give you a, a good place to start. Then once you have the listing and y'all have decided, okay, we're going to go, you know, today is Monday. We're going to wait two weeks because I need to paint that bedroom and I need to clean out the garage. So we're going to go live in two weeks. Okay. Between now and two weeks, what are you going to do on that listing? It's not going to sit there and go dormant. And then you pick up the phone in two weeks. You're going to be over there every day, calling them, you know, every other day, whatever it is you need to do to help them stay focused on getting their home sold. And that is a service that you help can provide them. So if they say, you know what, I have to clean out the garage. Okay. Well, you know, that's probably going to be a weekend thing. So why not take pizza for dinner? You know, that kind of thing. Little things that can help them. So. Because if I'm in my garage all day working, I'm going to be sweaty, hot, dirty, frustrated. I'm going to be in a bad mood. The last thing I'm going to want to do is go cook dinner or go get dinner. So if my agent showed up and said, you know what? Y'all told me y'all were going to be doing the garage today. So I thought I'd bring y'all dinner. You know, what's 50 bucks for a couple of pizzas, um, some dessert, you know, and all that? No big deal. That is going to win. You're going to win in that situation. Um, you have to look at what you can do for your clients during that phase. So now that the listing is ready to go live, you know, you've gotten your pictures, your videos, your drone, um, you've got everything ready to market. So even if you're in a market that's, um, you can put out, you know, coming soon, you can start marketing that before you go live. That's part of the pre-listing. You can also start talking to other agents, you know, who do you, do you have a buyer? Do you have a buyer? Um, you can start talking to people about this listing to get the momentum going. Then you, once you have the listing live, then you have to go 90 miles an hour because you want it to be out there. You want it to be seen. You want people to gravitate to it. You want people to schedule um, showings. You want everything going very, very quickly. So in the market that we're in, where the homes are not selling as quickly as they were, you might even think about, I'll do an open house. That's part of your pre-listing because you've talked to the seller about, you know, let's do an open house. We'll do it the first week or the second week that the listing is on the market. Now you've got all your um, open house materials you have to put together. So all of that can be done prior to and not the day of or a couple of days of. I've had agents call me uh, the morning of a open house and ask me to prepare an open house package. And I have to turn them down because I'm not going to do that. I've got other things that I have to do that are pressing. So waiting until the last minute and expecting me to drop what I'm doing to put something together that you should have already told me about or that we may have already discussed and, and you didn't want to do it, now you do, that is going to be a problem. 
So let's make sure you do everything. You discuss everything with the client because at that listing appointment, when you're, when they say, yes, I want to list my home with you, that's when you talk about, well, do you want to do an open house? Okay. Let's look at our calendars. Let's set that open house. So you've got it right then and there. You know, you know, next, I mean, the last Saturday and Sunday of October, you're going to have an open house from one to four. And then you can start preparing everything for that open house. So it's a matter of staying organized as well as, um, consistent with what you do. Because if you have a checklist of everything that you do from the moment you get a phone call or a text saying, I need to talk to you about selling my home. What's that checklist going to look like? What day does that go to them? So a lot of people will look at it that, or I say agents will look at it and say, you know, what else should I do? Well, you have your pre-listing, you have your listing presentation, and then you need to have an email sequence that goes to them. Um, Talking about prior to the listing, everything is prior to the listing appointment. Then once you are at the listing appointment, if you don't walk away with that listing, they need to go on another listing sequence of thank you for having me in your home. I appreciate you reaching out to me to talk to me about the goals that you have to sell your home. Um, would love to hear your decision, you know, whatever that is. So there's a sequence. It's not a big sequence. It could be two or three emails. It could be two. Then if you don't get the listing, what is that email sequence going to look like? They went with another agent. Okay. So now you have to do due diligence to make sure you stay on top of that. So if Joe and Sue decide to go with another agent, they're in your database, you have to go into the database and say, went with so-and-so agent, put the date, follow up in five years, three years, whatever. You can still put them on your Christmas card list. And I highly recommend that you do because even though they used another agent, they may refer you to a friend or a family member. You know, so, you know, follow them on social media, you know, stay, stay aware of what's going on with people. And then if they do decide to list with you, now we have to get really busy because we've got to schedule appointments. Um, we've got to get the, um, you know, we have to get everything done. So if you, if you walk, when you walk through the home and they're saying, you say, okay, the bedroom is black. It's a black bedroom. We need to paint it, you know, to make it more appealing. Um, you need to take out the, the snake tank, you know, or what are you going to do when the dog, with the dogs or the pets, when people show up to look at the home, you know, what's that protocol? Okay. Because not only do you need to know that, but you need to put that into the notes for the showing agents, they need to know that, okay, there's a snake in this bedroom, in this cage, there's a dog, there's a cat, there's a hamster. They need to know what that protocol is for those animals. Um, that's just one thing. I'm just trying to give you some ideas. But so after you have the listing on the market, you're sending them their marketing reports on a weekly basis, which you're, if you're not doing, you need to do that. But you also need to put them on an email sequence. So this is called an active email sequence for a listing. And you also should have one for the buyer. You know, so everything I'm talking about for a seller, you should also have it for the buyer. But that is another podcast. So I want you to really kind of start mapping out 
what do you do when you get that phone call that you want that somebody wants to list their home? What does that checklist look like? And then what does that checklist look like before the appointment, after the appointment, after the listing has gone live? So you've got to pull that all together so that you know what you're doing. Because when you have that checklist, it's going to keep you on top of things and your seller is going to see how professional you are. And then that's where you're going to get the great reviews and the referrals. So once you've gone through all of that, now you're in the transaction phase. So you're under contract. They need to be on a different email sequence. Then you close. Now you need to ask them for a review and they now go into your past client sequence. So there's a lot that goes on through all of this, but it's not going to be a lot if you have it all mapped out. And when you have it mapped out, you don't even have to think about it. If you have have it in front of you, you can look at it and move forward. There's so many programs that you can use that will help you with this. Um, any kind of project management um, program will help like Trello, Asana, um, I'm sure there's others. And then, you know, there's apps that you can use. So like I use Trello. Trello is great. Um, we use it for everything and we get it for free. So why not use it? And we have an app and we all have access to it and it's great. So my whole team and I work within Trello and, um, you know, so there's a lot of things you can do with these project management programs to help you stay focused and make sure you don't drop the ball on something that you may not think is a big deal, but it could be a big deal to your client and that could hurt you in the long run. So I hope this has helped you out. Um, we didn't go real deep on this. I just wanted to kind of give you the idea because as we're finishing out this year, these are some things that you can look at if you're trying to achieve this particular goal of so many homes sold and you haven't been there, if you haven't gotten there yet, this is a way that you can start looking at things and thinking, how can I do this for next year? How can I finish out this year? But how can I use this for next year? So hopefully this would help. And next week, we will have a really great podcast for you. So stay tuned. And if you have any questions, always feel free to reach out to us. I really would appreciate it if you enjoy our podcast, if you enjoyed this episode, if you can give us a like, if you could give us a review on your favorite podcast platform, we would really appreciate it. It helps us monitor what we're doing for our, our audience, as well as it helps us get um, a better algorithm. So with that said, go out and have a great day and we'll talk to you next week. Bye.